Hello and welcome to the Callaway University podcast. I'm your host, Coach Callaway. You're at the right place. You're going to be excited and glad that you tuned in to this program. We're going to share with you today a success secret, a success principle. This principle will absolutely equip you and position you to succeed at greater levels of every area of your life, your finances, your career, your business, your relationships, your personal life, every area of life will be impacted in a positive way because of what we share with you today. I'm telling you, this success principle is absolutely critical to gain greater levels of success in any area of your life. We're going to talk about preparation and how to properly prepare. No matter what it is that you're seeking, no matter what your goals and dreams are, preparation is the key. See, success follows preparation. You've got to be prepared. So we're going to dig into that topic today in a way you haven't heard before. And we're going to share with you some real life examples of where preparation positions you for great levels of success right here on the Callaway University podcast. It'll be coming up right after this short intro. We'll be right back in just a few seconds. Coach Callaway, and this is the Callaway University Podcast. As I mentioned in the opening, man, today's podcast is going to make a huge impact on your life and really give you something to think about as it comes, as it relates to your success. We're going to talk about preparation and how preparation is a critical success principle to our ultimate success. No matter what it is we're striving for, no matter what it is we're seeking, no matter what area of life that we're looking for success, preparation is key. Success follows preparation. You should write that down. Success follows preparation. Without preparation, it's hard to succeed at great levels. And I want to start the program with a actual live example of how preparation is key to success. And it's with the U.S. Navy SEALs. Now, most all of us know that the U.S. Navy SEALs are the example of being properly prepared to execute a mission successfully. And again, we're going to use this example, but as I go through this actual example, I want you to relate it to your own life. Now, many of us, we're we're not in the military, we're certainly not in the Navy SEALs, and we're not dealing with life and death situations like they do on a day in and day out basis. We're not dealing with war, but we are dealing with things that are important to us in, in business and life and our finances and our relationships and all of those things. Our life is important to us. And what we're seeking, what our mission in life is, is to succeed and to be a blessing to others and to take care of our family and and to have the life that we desire. Those things are critically important to us, although they don't carry the same significance or weight that, you know, a Navy SEAL member in war might carry. But it is important in our world, in our reality. But the example and the lessons we can learn from the Navy SEALs is absolutely important. So we want to talk about the night and the mission that the Navy SEALs carried out when we found Osama bin Laden and they carried out the raid on the compound he was in and was successful at bringing him to justice. Now, many of you may remember that in 9-11, Osama bin Laden was kind of the mastermind behind that attack here in the U.S. And he was on the run for years and they finally located him and found out where he was, and they pulled select members of SEAL Team 6 into a meeting one day and said, we know where he is, we know the compound, where he's at, 
and we need to prepare to execute a mission and bring him to justice. And so the, the SEAL team member that called that meeting that day, his name is William McGavin. So McGavin called a meeting of the best of the best of SEAL Team 6 and sat them down and started to inform them uh, that they found Osama bin Laden and they <laughs> said, we're going to go train and we're going to get prepared. We're going to execute this mission and we're going to bring him to justice. So they began to instruct the SEAL team that they would fly into Pakistan airspace in stealth helicopters, that these stealth helicopters would fly them in. They would then fast rope down into the compound, onto the compound's roof, and then begin to execute the mission of bringing Osama bin Laden to justice. And SEAL Team 6 member Dave Cooper was in that group. He was going to be on the mission, and he sat and he listened with attention as they uh, drew out every element of the attack, and here's what we're going to train to do. And part of that, again, was the stealth helicopters that could fly through the Pakistani airspace without being detected. But Cooper also knew that these uh, helicopters and this technology in these helicopters were untested in actual combat and that the special ops history was littered with disasters caused by using untested tools in combat. And that was the one thing about the mission that really concerned Cooper. And as the meeting was getting to the point where there was going to be a couple questions asked to make sure everybody was on the same page, Cooper decided he would speak up. And he said, with all due respect, talking, talking again to um, McGavin, he said, with all due respect, sir, I would not use these helicopters on this mission. I would plan something else in parallel. And McGavin said, we're not changing the plan now. This is what we're doing. And Cooper decided that he would push back. He said, look, these are untested. They've never been in combat. And we know the history here that untested tools in combat usually leads to problems and, and issues and then sometimes leads to disaster. And I'm, I think we should consider a different plan and not use this technology in these helicopters. And McGavin said, just shut him down. He said, it's not on the table. We're using the stealth helicopters. This is how we're going to execute this mission. But Cooper continued to push back in front of everybody. And McGavin finally raised his voice and said, we're not changing the plan now. And Cooper kept pushing, and then he finally just shut him down. He said, not another word. This discussion is over. Prepare to execute the mission. So Cooper walked out of the room facing a problem. He was unable to convince his superior of the high risk of an untested helicopter in actual battle. So he had a choice to make. He could either pull out of the mission and probably be fired and lose his job, or he could just do it. Uh, but, you know, he's either defy the order or just do it. But he actually had a third option, and he chose the third option because he knew he couldn't defy the order, and he knew he couldn't change his mind. So the third option was he would prepare for every scenario that could go wrong using these tools, these stealth helicopters. So as they began to train and began to prepare, uh, Cooper ran the training, and he prepared every day and every training exercises he would uh, throw in the curveball during the training that the helicopters failed and they called it copter down, meaning a copter would crash during training. And he consistently did that different types of uh, ways in different places of the mission, flying in, landing, all of these different scenarios during this months and months of training, they were preparing for copter down on top of preparing for the actual execution of the mission in the raid and how to get through the compound after they're lower down on the ropes, how to what to do when they found Osama bin Laden. Every single detail was scripted out, practiced, and prepared for. But uh, Cooper knew that these helicopters had a chance of 
something going wrong with him. So he impressed on the team that we're going to have copter down and almost every one of these drills in case it happens will be properly prepared to execute so they built compounds in north carolina replica compounds uh, in north carolina nevada and in afghanistan and they trained in all three locations and at each place cooper ran these down helicopter scenarios over and over and over again he simulated crashes outside the compound, inside the compound, on the roof of the compound, in the yard, hundreds of yards away. He just, he constantly had these copter down drills going on to the point that the rest of the SEAL team started making fun of it. They'd say, Cooper, we're having another copter down drill today because he did it so many times. But what happened when the actual mission came up is really interesting. Now, if you remember, that when they flew in the actual mission, the night of the mission, the first helicopter was coming in and was going to land. And when it went to land, it began to skate around like it was on ice. When you read the action after action report, you can see that they were struggling with the airflow because in the compounds that they had built to train the mission in, uh, one thing that they didn't do properly was the the wall around the compound in the training uh, mock-up compounds, they used chain link fence. They didn't actually build a brick solid wall. And when these helicopters tried to land in the actual compound the night of the mission, it was a very tall, solid brick wall. And it disrupted the airflow with the helicopters, what caused the helicopter to crash. But so... Here's how the story goes when you read the, the AAR, the after action report. So uh, President Barack Obama gave the go ahead to let's execute two stealth helicopters lifted off from the U.S. air base there in uh, Jalalabad. And they began to go. And when they got down to the mission, they got through the airspace undetected. All was going well. And then when they went to land, that first helicopter just started veering and spinning toward the ground and literally crashed with its tail up on this wall of this place. The tail was hung up on the wall. The helicopter was vertically stuck and crooked and almost upside down. And everyone at the White House, from President Barack Obama, his national security staff, and everybody watching the drone feeds of the attack was sitting there with you know, just suspense and, oh my gosh, I can't believe this helicopter just crashed trying to land in the compound. But the Navy SEALs then poured out of that helicopter like nothing had happened and began to execute their mission. The second helicopter actually landed outside the compound and then entered the compound and they began to execute the mission. Now, we all know they executed the mission. They found Osama bin Laden. They brought justice. They shot him and killed him. And, you know, they were able to do that because of the preparation, because things went wrong. Things went bad. This helicopter crashed. And Cooper knew there was a chance of that. And that's why he did these drills day in, day out. Down helicopter drill, down helicopter drill, down helicopter drill. To the point that the SEAL team started making fun of him and was tired and sick of the preparation. They're like, we get it. We got it. Down helicopter. Sure. Okay. Probably not going to happen. But it did happen. But because they went through all of this training and all of this practice and all of these drills, they were able to successfully execute the mission. And I think there is a ton of valuable lesson there.
Now, being prepared for things, we, we all know we should be prepared for things. But many times we prepare for things that are expected. Do we prepare for things that are unexpected? And I can give you other examples that I coached football for over 30 years. And in game planning for a football game doesn't carry the weight, the significance, or the importance of a Navy SEAL mission, obviously. But at that moment in my life, winning the football game was important for me at that time. It's just like in your life. There are things that you're dealing with today that don't carry the weight and significance of a Navy SEAL mission, but they are important to you. And in my football example, man, I wanted to be properly prepared for anything that could happen during that game. Any down and distance, any scenario, I mean, you know, uh, injuries, being prepared for anything and everything. Be prepared for the expected and be prepared for the unexpected. And then you're better equipped to deal with whatever it is that presents itself. Whatever comes up, you're prepared to execute and succeed. So I want you to think about that. I want that to challenge you and motivate you and inspire you. But I really want it to challenge you first. Challenge yourself and ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? What is it in my life that I want to get out of life? What what do I need to accomplish today, this week, this month, this year? And am I properly preparing that when it's go time and when it's game time, that I'm prepared for the obvious, the things that we expect, but most importantly, am I going to be prepared for the things that aren't obvious, for the things that we don't expect when we're throwing that curveball, when we're throwing that, you know, something goes wrong, are we prepared for it to continue, to persevere, to overcome whatever situation challenge that might be in front of your life? And it comes down to the dedication that you have to preparation. Remember I said at the very beginning, success follows preparation. So if you intend to succeed, you better make sure that you're prepared. Because success won't show up in our life if we're not properly prepared for it. Look, winning in life is tough. It's hard. And when you want to win big and succeed big, I mean, you want big success, then if you're not prepared, you'll never have big success. You'll never outperform everybody else. So spend the time to challenge yourself and then dedicate yourself to being committed to preparation and to practice and to self-development, self-growth. And so that way, when things you know come at you from the side, that you're prepared for it. And that will really change your life forever. So I hope today's podcast really is one of those things where it's a simple message. It's something that we all kind of understand. We all kind of know that preparation is, is important. But do we give it the importance that it really deserves in our life? And I would tell you that probably most people don't. Most people don't give preparation the proper uh, level of importance. They think they're preparing. They think they're doing a little bit of practice. They think they're prepared until something goes wrong. And then they realize, oh, my gosh. Well, maybe I didn't give preparation the value or the importance that it really needed. So if you'll just challenge yourself and be honest with yourself, and then I can tell you that's another success principle that you can get out of today is being honest with yourself. And then holding yourself accountable. You know, if you can't hold yourself accountable, no one can, right? It starts with accountability. Practice, practice, practice. On the football field, man, we had certain things that we knew we had to stay focused and committed and dedicated to in practice and preparation so that when the game day showed up, we had equipped ourselves and prepared to put ourselves in the best position to win. And when things went off script, 
we knew we could make an adjustment and keep rolling and keep pursuing you know, the win, keep pursuing the mission, keep pursuing success in whatever area it is that we're pursuing. So think about that. You actually should sit down and write down, these are the top one, two, or three goals. These are the things that I want to accomplish, short-term, mid-term, long-term goals. And am I preparing to do what needs to be done in any circumstance or challenge that comes up to win, to succeed, and to accomplish and achieve the goals that I have a desire to accomplish and achieve. And I would tell you that those that are prepared will have success and those that aren't prepared will not have success. They will fail and come and fall short of their goals. Don't fall short of your goals. Spend the time to properly prepare. Absolute critical success principle. And I hope today really, again, challenges you, motivates you, and inspires you to be better at equipping yourself for any circumstance that comes up to prepare for anything so that you can succeed in whatever it is you're trying to succeed on. Here's what I want you to do. And part of preparation sometimes is a very specific. It's a drill about how to fly the helicopter into the compound, come down the rope and execute a mission to bring Osama bin Laden to justice. But a lot of times it's, it's, it's specific things it might be a sales presentation that you got to give, a phone call, a conversation that you need to have. You need to run through different scenarios in that presentation. What if the prospect or potential client says this? Then I know how to respond to that. And you know, what if they say this other thing? Well, I know how to respond to that because you've already prepared for it. You've anticipated that they may say this, they may say that, and I'm prepared for anything that they say because I've run the drill, I've run the practice. I am prepared. And many times preparation is just focusing in on yourself, man, and self-development and self-growth and, you know, self-education and constantly never stop educating yourself, never stop seeking development, never stop seeking growth and practicing being better every day. And you can do that at coachcalloway.com. So go to coachcalloway.com right now after this podcast, get logged into the website and get your membership to Callaway University. I'm telling you right now, there's a wealth of information. There's a podcast and daily success principles and strategies and playbooks and uh, courses that we're going to develop and put out there on the website that will absolutely help you be prepared to succeed at greater levels in your life. So go out to coachcalloway.com, get logged in, get your membership to Callaway University. I call it your success library. It is a wealth of information that everyone should get access to. And I encourage you to go do that. Make that happen. You've got to make plays, not excuses. So do it now and you'll be glad that you did. We're here to bring information to you that really will position you to succeed in your life. And that's we want to make a positive impact on your life. That's our motivation. That's our only motivation. So I hope you go make that happen. And always be educating yourself and developing yourself to be properly prepared to succeed at everything that you set out to succeed at. CoachCalloway.com. Go make it happen. We love it when you communicate with us. We'd love to hear your feedback about today's podcast. So send us the email. Coach at CoachCalloway.com is the email. That's Coach at CoachCalloway.com or direct message us through any of the social media platforms. You can uh, find links to all of our social media platforms out at that website as well. Um, DM us, email us, comment on the post, do all of those things, like them, hit that thumbs up and like these posts, uh, follow and subscribe to the podcast. That all should be done. You should subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss one. You should follow us on social media. You should get logged in to the university out at the website. All of these resources are there for you 
so that you can be prepared to succeed at greater levels than you ever succeeded before. So make it all happen and share the podcast. Do us that favor right now. If you're still listening, you must have got something valuable out of it. So share it across your social media platforms and let people know about the Callaway University podcast. All right. Remember, make plays, not excuses. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon. God bless.